Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. Uh, just when you thought that we were going to run out of stuff to talk about via fantasy football, my my old pal, Jen Piacenti, has now officially, and she's joining me as always, roped me in to a playoff fantasy league. Jen, yeah. how are you? And you are such a bad influence on me. I'm great. I'm a fantastic influence on you. you See, are. I'm keeping you engaged in this 2020, which has already started off in a kind of bum way. And and this is the most exciting, fun thing to do. And, you know, we went on uh, the Extra Points podcast with our fearless leader, Cousin Sal. We did some football picks last week, and we'll go through some of those games. Uh, but you snuck a comment in. Don't think it went past me. Yeah, don't think it went past me. When we were asking us about our our new friendship and our new podcast partnership, and uh, uh-huh. you know, I just gotten a fresh, clean haircut, and you were like, "Jerry, when he does my our show, he doesn't even he doesn't even comb his hair for me." So yeah, I got the <laughs> I got the salad out, okay, and it's a little, you know, I'm looking a little presentable. You called me out. Don't think it went unnoticed. I've been I've been wearing a hat for a month straight because I go like nine weeks without a haircut. Yeah. I mean, I totally love the hat. The hat shows that we're like buddies. It's it's good. It's good. But I just did notice that when Sal was there and Rachel was there, that you seemed a little more uh, dressed for the occasion, if you will. It was a fresh okay. cut. I had a fresh cut. It happened. It took nine I, weeks I, to happen. I'm jealous. Uh, I would like a fresh haircut. It took this nine weeks to, to like... happen because also I think my my barber was out for like seven weeks with with the, with the COVID. So uh, it took nine weeks, but I got a cut. So I put, don't worry, the hat's still... It's still right here. It'll go on in a second. Um, I see a Starbucks holiday cup there. They Jerry. still, you know what, Starbucks? I don't want to call out any big brands on this show, yeah. but like, it's can we get rid of the holiday cup now? I know. I don't want. I don't want you to waste them. Put them in storage for next year. I'm not saying yeah. throw them out. I don't like to waste product. Don't waste stuff. But the carry the merry stuff on the cup, like, just just put it in the Let closet till next year. Bring them out, and it's all good. I found myself a week ago still singing Christmas songs. I wanted to literally like like smash myself in the head with something. <laughs> I was walking around going, happy holiday. Like, Why are you singing that still? <laughs> My two-year-old son looked at me like, what the fuck? Dad, stop. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to go around the league. Uh, we'll talk a little possible DFS. It's still early in the week, guys, and we're adjusting our schedule a little bit with the show. As you see, we're trying to get the most accurate data and info as close to the game as we can. So we're not quite sure. Uh, the second episode of the week, maybe on Thursday, maybe on Friday, we want to get prop Piacenti activated. I was looking all over that Bucks anytime TD. It didn't happen. No, I didn't take didn't it. happen. But uh, it was close. <clears throat> there were so many other better props that came out closer to the game. For instance, they had a Derrick Henry over under 120 yards. And um, obviously way under and to me I felt like that was also an easy prop to take the under on because just getting 120 yards in a playoff game it's just it's just a massive number to expect someone to regularly do so that was kind of an easier one but we didn't have that one yet when we recorded so hopefully we'll have a few more props this weekend but if not we're gonna have DFS picks for you well I and I do have a partnership going with a friend of mine where we put up you know very 
nominal amount of money to sprinkle in on these playoff games just for general overall interest. You know, uh, we call it's our fund. We started a, a football fund, which uh, all I will say is I kind of went like five and one this weekend, That's pretty much. Pretty Even good. if you look at my picks on extra points, uh, it says I went two and one on Saturday, but when I picked the bucks, it was, it was minus seven and a half when I took the bucks. And then when they put up that graphic of our picks, the, the line had gone up a point or two in that time. But I took a nice bucks Titans, uh, tease, tease the bucks down to three. And I teased mm -hmm. the Titans up to, I think 10, I had the bear. I had a Bears uh, Browns tease where I teased the Bears up to 16 and a half. That Jimmy Graham Whoa. touchdown, the walk off <laughs> one handed 99 yard drive by Mitch Trubisky covered the tease. Wow. Um, and then I lost like a, oh, I took over Ryan Tannehill 240 yards. He had 100 yards in the first quarter, finished with a buck 60 or something. Why did they stop throwing the ball, Jen? I, it I don't know. It looked to me like they were carving them up I, with the pass. I was so annoyed because I did. Um, so same for me, like money line, I three for three on Saturday against the spread that half a point killed me in the Washington game, Tampa Bay game. And um, the Colts did get much closer than I thought they should have. Um and then on Sunday, I really thought that the Titans had a chance to win. And I still do at the end. I mean, this was all, I feel like, why did we punt it away? Why did we stop throwing? There were so many questions as to what Vrabel was doing. I feel like the Titans could and should have been able to win that game. You know what? Let's uh, We're going to go around the league, talk about those games now, and we'll talk maybe about what goes on next week. And then also, like we said, so we are entering, we have a waiver-wired partnership going on. Okay, we are doing uh, a, a, a playoff fantasy. Do you want to just, I know we've said it on yeah. the show before, but this is the league where you get one player per team. So you're only picking eight, uh, eight players total. Right. So this is a new league. This is not the one we talked about last week. Right. Last week, you got 12 players out of the 14 teams. Well, it turns out, so we missed injury on that one. And as, as Jerry lamented, I already have another partner for that league. It's so, just sour. I know it's just wrong. I'm sorry. So wrong. But we have a chance at redemption here, Jerry. The waiver wired team, Jen and Jerry, are going to take home this half a million dollar pot. Was it? What is the price? I think it's two fifty, but isn't like first place fifty grand? I think. Yeah, we got this. No problem. Now we're equal partners, twenty five thousand each, we're, right? Twenty five thousand. The money's not going to hit your Venmo, then you're going to stiff me and disappear, <laughs> right? Hey, I, you're the one that signed up for the team, so you're the one that gets stiff. And I've already Venmoed you my. You did. Fee. You did. Now listen, and by the way, that is etiquette, guys. It Personally, is. this is. As soon as you enter a league, don't wait. Don't make your commissioner wonder if you're going to pay them. Don't make them chase you down. Etiquette is as immediately as you make the agreement, you send that money over. It just it's good karma. It's good vibes. Everybody Agreed. knows you're in on it together. So we're good to go there. Um, and so what you get is you get eight positions to fill, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, one tight end. And there are, of course, eight teams. So you're picking one from each. So we're going to talk about the strategy, a lot of strategy. And we'll talk that out on here, too, because there's still a few entries left if you guys want to enter at myffpc.com. I'm playing, of course, in uh, a few other leagues as well. <laughs> no way. Um, really? I know you're surprised. I know you're surprised. Um, but it's fun to, to bring in a new one now that we know who the eight 
teams are and you get eight players. So uh, before even. we before we recap the weekend, I got a question. How yeah. active are you on Venmo? Meaning like how much do you use it in your regular I mean, life? Not a lot. that much. Okay. I mean, it's the easiest way, I would say, to help exchange money amongst friends. Here's my question. Like this. Here's my okay. question. And this is off. This is nothing to do with football, but I, I have never really gotten a great answer for this one okay. that um, suffice. And I'm going to ask much more uh, younger, cooler people than me. And Martin, that goes for you, too. So if you could hear this, which I'm sure you can, feel free to chime in on this question. Right. But, but pre-COVID and all that, right? I started playing in a pickup basketball game in New York, in the city. And it was a great, it was actually at 6 a.m., this pickup game. You want to talk about like dedication? It was, and it was every day. There was a game every single day with a rotation of like 30 or 40 guys. So if you got on the list, you could play wow. five days a week. And similar to you, I only start, I only like even started a Venmo account for fantasy football and for, like these little pickup basketball games for court fees, right? right? And similar to like what you said, you know, when I, if I played, I Venmoed the fee in advance and it's just like, it's etiquette. Great. Mm -hmm. But here, so, and I end up, you know, I follow or whatever it is. Some of these guys are all in their twenties, a lot younger than me. Shouldn't have been playing pickup basketball with them anyway. Uh, <laughs> and now we're all friends on Venmo. And I start to look around and I see like, oh, yeah. these guys just like, they Venmoing each other all day. So I've noticed Why? this too. No, I know. And I'm like, they'll been, I've seen my friends. So I have a lot of actor friends. Okay. And it is well known that if you go out to dinner with actors, actors try to pay the absolute minimum of the bill that they can. True. And, and, and they really want to divide it. And I'll see things go like, Five dollars and twenty six cents, and there'll be like a picture of a taco because they had a taco. I yeah. mean, or or, and they even pay their bills this way: bills, voice lessons, everything. And it's like to me, it's almost like it takes the joy out of it. Like every once in a while, you're gonna like go out to dinner with your friend, and be like, "I'm gonna get the tab. You get it next time. They get it next time." It's like this feeling, but now it's all like it's down to like the penny. But here's what I don't understand. Here now, here's the question, and anyone feel free to weigh in on this. I've gotten like one or two answers that has not satisfied my question. So all these young younger guys, like I said, they're all in their twenties. They're all like you know, relatively single, out and about in New York City. Great, so what you should be doing. So now that I follow or whatever, I'm friends with a few of them on Venmo. I you know you see like the public transaction history or whatever, and these guys the same like. 20 guys are Venmoing each other four, five, six times a day. And it's usually something with like a sushi emoji right. or a drinks emoji or whatever. And here's what I understand. Are we not paying our own bills at the restaurant? What, what is or like, why do you have, if, if you and I went out to eat every day, mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, am I pick up the check Monday, then you Venmo me and then you, yep. I mean, we all alternate. Why? Just pay your own bill. Yep. I know, or just bring cash. This is like something I never understood. When I was in New York, I always had cash. I had cash on hand at all times. So you can make it easier to cash somebody out. But now I guess- Vindo Why are they doing the it? Drop a credit card. You can use a credit card. Are they trying to get like credit question. card miles? Is that what it's- I Maybe. heard it was a, I heard it was I a miles scam. Do. I, I like do like miles. For a moment. Please, Martin, because okay, like ahead. you're you're younger, please. a lot younger and cooler than me. So please tell me what and I'm me missing. Too. Well, I don't know what you're missing because this is the reason right here why I don't use Venmo. 
<laughs> you are all up in the business of these guys who you play Everybody's basketball details. with. And you know, like Jed knows if he had a taco for lunch and you know that this guy is sending his money back and forth four or five times a day, that feels like my business. And I don't think that you need to know it. That's why I, I, that's agree. Why I use a different money sending apparatus, but no free. And I agree with that, Martin. And I turned mine to private for that exact reason, because I didn't want people seeing that I sent $300 to an electrician to fix a light or something like that. Like I, first of all, that makes me look old, which it's okay. I am, but <laughs> I have a question guys. So let's say you're in the, the young generation, you're, you're Venmo age. Let's say you're 27 and you go on a date and the guy picks up the tab and then later, you're like, I don't want to go out with him again. Can you just like Venmo him your half of the bill and let it be done? Just get it off your conscience. Um, no, I don't think you. I, I no, I think you can still opt to not go out with him and not have to feel indebted like you have to pay your half. I don't think it's that like conditional. That. In my opinion, if I invite you out to dinner and you accept and we go and I pay for dinner because I invited you, whether it went great or terribly, I don't feel then like it went terribly. It's like, all right, now give me that $58. You had a martini and you had a salad so, and but like, if I give didn't me the give 50 you a, bucks. If I didn't give you an indication as to how I felt, if I did send you a rebate, would that let you know that how I felt? Oh, you just broke up with me. Right. Okay. You just you just ended things gently. I'm wondering, like, is, is I guess that's like, like, remember how we used to like pass notes in school and be like, do you like me? Check yes, no, or maybe. I guess and that's like, a very uh, passive aggressive, but gentle, but gentle way to do it. Say to say it's like, uh, not that interested. We're friends. But again, neither you nor Martin have given me a proper <laughs> answer as to why I can't. Why this group? Why they just? It has to be for air, because like for cheap. mile credit card mile. No, it's not cheap because no, they I do. They just alternate. Why just like pay your, they're not trying to get out of paying. They Venmo that Im immediately after whatever meal they went to. I don't think it's an airline scam. Or not airline, mild credit card I mean, mild points. Scam, that's what I mean. Points? I, what, what, I, were you, were you trying to flex and show your activity? So it's like a, it's like an Instagram-y type flex. Like, look, I went and I had, I, I, no one's giving me a good answer for this. And I know there is one and I want to know. And I don't want to ask the people I play ball with because I don't want to give them an edge on the court. And show Based them on their that I'm not age, out could, of it touch. A, could it be a scam against your parents? I mean, like, didn't you have a college roommate that had like the gas, the Chevron car? No, and she like would go and like buy her groceries there. They're like 20. So these are like grown ass people. Yeah, Jerry, I don't think 27's grown up anymore. All right. Well, I don't know. I, but anyway, if anyone has an answer, please <laughs> send it to me on, on the Twitter. That doesn't make me sound too old. Uh, just give me the straight answer. And if it's about credit card points, fine, I can live with that. But like, I need to know it can't why. be about credit card points or it would all be going to one person accumulating the points it's no but not if we alternate just, just like, split the bill if but you can think about this way ten dollars here ten dollars here ten dollars here if we go to dinner six points. times okay and i pick up three checks and you pick up three checks those three checks are more expensive on the card you earn more points on the card and if you venmo me back I, anyway i'm uncovering some kind of terrible scheme i should probably stop <laughs> talking uh Let's talk about what happened this weekend, okay? Let's start Colts Bills. I was on the Colts pretty much all week. I took a lot of shit on Twitter for it from some Buffalo Bills fans. My my thought process was this, and it, I think it's deemed to be true. You had a hot running back, Jonathan Taylor, okay? I think Frank Reich is a really, really good coach. I think we're seeing that now with the firing of Doug Peterson and everything that's happened with the Eagles that has sort of started happening 
right after they won the Super Bowl and Frank Reich took the job. I don't love Phillip Rivers for sure to go win me the game, but I like him to keep us competitive. And I also said the Bills, and the Bills are great, and I love watching the Bills. Offensively, they are one and a half dimensional. Like, they're not just one dimensional because Josh Allen could run the ball. So, but that's not like having a running game. So, I just thought if you're the Colts with good coaching, you know what the Bills are going to do. I just thought six and a half was extremely high and it deemed to be true. And I thought the Colts outplayed the Bills for like three and a half quarters of that game and just. They did. It was actually some coaching. I can't say his mistakes. It just didn't pan out. They're in the red zone five times and came away like almost empty. Yeah, I agree. So the reason that I still took the Bills is because I thought it would be easy for them to be up by one touchdown on the Colts. And I think, again, if the coaching decisions had been correct, I want to put something out there. So in the in the fantasy community, amongst fantasy experts, we have this phrase that's don't get too cute. And that's like, hey, guys, should I start, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette this week over uh, Derrick Henry versus Green Bay or something, you know, whatever, you know, it's and like, come on now, don't get too cute. You start your studs. It looked to me when I was watching this Bills game that they got too cute. They overthought it. Like there was one drive where they ran the ball three times and they went, you know, three and out. I mean, like, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to do that. Like stick with what got you here. You do not change a winning game plan. That's rule number one of sports. And I was watching the Bills. I'm like, what are they doing? So the Colts did a better job on that front. You know, you can run on Buffalo and they use Jonathan Taylor that way. Phillip Rivers was was good, not great, but we know he has the playoff experience. They were hoping to get Josh Allen jitters. They did a good job of staying close. I do feel like um, it was more about not about the Colts being so great as it was about the Bills actually not being as good as they should have been. Yeah, I I I really do think that the Colts are, I mean, you never you always kick yourself after a loss, but I think they're really kicking themselves because that was a very yeah. winnable game. Uh, but they needed to score those touchdowns when they were there. They went for it on one fourth down. They had a missed field goal from Blankenship. And Rivers came out and was kind of hot. Michael Pittman had like 60 yards out yeah. of the gate. They kind of went Finally. away from that. But I get it because Jonathan Taylor is that good. I mean, shout outs to Jack Doyle who made a, a quite a few third down catches. I worry about Jack Doyle. Every time he gets tackled, he's slow to get up. And it's like, oh, God, he's hurt. he just looks like he's hurt on every play. Jerry, can I tell you about this beautiful lineup I had with yes. Cam Akers, Jack Doyle, Josh Allen, Ooh. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Preach. it was so yummy, except for my one pick of the week that I stuck in there. I still won money, but I would have won big money if I hadn't have started John Brown. Butterfingers John Brown. Really <sighs> mad at myself about that one. Luckily he was a redeemed, don't goose egg, right? Like total a big... <laughs> goose egg. The worst call of, of all time. I made it right here on your Waverwire podcast. Luckily got redeemed by Chase Claypool the next day. Yes. He took that. I'm sorry uh, for the John Brown call. Uh, I hope he's back to normal, but I want you all to know I suffered too because that would have been a much, I mean, I still cash, but it would have been a much bigger cash. I hadn't take that goose egg. Yeah, I just thought, and and I do think the Bills did not, you know, they did not play well. You know, Zach Moss now, we don't know. Gone. No, gone he's is, done, and they've signed Devonta Freeman this morning to the practice squad like an hour ago. When did the Giants cut Devonta Freeman? Uh, <laughs> I didn't well, even know they did that. They, he's on the they, COVID they list all anymore, year. They so. <laughs> I know, but just, wow. Uh, I mean, no, they cut him a while back. They were fine with, with gold. No, no, now. I knew that. I just, because I, I had Freeman yeah. all year. He was just on the COVID list from like week four and never 
seem to come off. Yeah, that's that because Zach Moss is important, but yeah, and you know, Buffalo definitely got the tougher match. Uh, they, it looked like for a second, all odds would have pointed to them playing Pittsburgh, which I'm sure they would much rather be doing uh, coming up this weekend. But I think we have a good matchup there, Bills Ravens. Um, Rams Seahawks. I had a. I actually wanted to stay away from this game, as I told my partner. I said, maybe if anything, I have a slight lean to the Rams. I just like all the dogs in all these. In all the playoff games, I just mm-hmm. I didn't think that was a blowout game. You knew Jalen Ramsey was going to come shut down one of those receivers, probably Metcalf. And I, I just don't – Seattle has been just bad for quite a few mm-hmm. weeks now. Um, what would you make of that game? Um, I made of that game that Russ, he fades down the stretch. He always does, and that's not going to change. I think that's something we need to know. And – you know, Pete Carroll has this insistence on running the ball, and maybe that's part of it. He doesn't feel trusted. Who knows? Pete Carroll came out after the game and said they need to run the game more. I actually picked the Rams in this one. I know you did too against the spread. I would have picked them to win. Um, I felt like, and maybe it's because the one time I went to see a game in LA, I saw the Rams own Seattle, but it kind of feels like they do. It's a divisional rivalry. They know each other. They were going to play each other tight. I felt like this yeah. was a game of defenses versus defense versus defense. Even though Russ Wilson has the ability, he doesn't uncork. Not against. Around. Not against. I don't know. Also, what is for sure the best Aaron defense Donald in the playoffs? And, yeah, and probably the best defense in the league at this point when healthy. Yes, I think and, so. Um, yeah, I just I just looked at it, and also too, I didn't love the Wolford element, mm-hmm. but I thought right. if anything, like again, I trusted McVeigh. I look at coaches when it comes to the playoffs. Not saying you could really predict, obviously the Cleveland Browns taught us that, you know, that you could really predict what, like, oh, this coach is better than this coach. But I just looked at McVay, who by all accounts, due to health and also just like, just underachieved because of Goff for the most part. I give a lot of credit to Goff. That dude has pins in his thumb. And he he made the throws necessary. He almost threw one pick. He didn't turn the ball over. I I mean... It's Me not, too. and then Jalen Ramsey. There's n- there's nothing more you could say. It's gotta just hurt when you're like the Jaguars. When you're like, God, we had the best corner in the game who could lock down like anyone pretty much. Like if you could lock down DK Metcalf, you could pretty much lock down anyone. And he did. Other than that, you know, I mean, he still. I mean, I guess he didn't lock him down. Metcalf still had a good game, but when when Ramsey was on him, it was tough. He makes you work. Yeah, he does. He and it, what's interesting to me and what's fun to me is to watch. Ramsey and Metcalf with each other, you can tell they totally respect each other. Yeah. And they're actually having fun. I, I wonder, has anyone ever asked Jalen Ramsey, like, who is the toughest cover for you? That's what I would want to know. That's like, a good question. Your real, like, give me the real answer. Like, and it could be someone obscure, but <clears throat> I feel like he would probably lean DK Metcalf by that same thing, by that point you just said. Seems to give DK Metcalf like the most respect yeah. uh, while guarding <laughs> him. But also, the Rams have proven to be a lot better when Cam Akers is there. Cam Akers is a guy who's been in and out no of the lineup. No question about it. And he had a great, like, four-game stretch there for the Rams, and then he missed some time again. And, you know, 28 for 131. And I don't know how you feel about the Rams going into next week, but... Oh, I feel... I, well, we'll talk about that when we get there yeah. we start our lineup, but I do have some stuff to say there. It's exciting stuff. Okay, uh... Another game, I so again, Bucks, Bucks, Washington. You know, in for, on the extra points pot, I picked the Bucks. It was plus seven and a half at that point. I think that was right on the line. Uh, then the the whole 
Alex Smith, yeah. Heineke thing, Heineke's total wild card. Question. Is Heineke starting, is, a, is he a starting quarterback somewhere next season or on no. Washington or anywhere? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. But his skill set was truly incredible. I mean, he was fantastic. I, I think he deserves a shot. I think he's still a backup quarterback somewhere. I don't think he's a starting quarterback for anyone. But he maybe earned some money as like Definitely. the perfect kind of backup you want. A guy who comes in and is not afraid, could make yeah, every I mean, throw. What if we had had him in Dallas backing up Dak? I mean, I would feel like that was a pretty good safety valve. So you rank Heineke higher than Andy Dalton is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, just saying like if you have a team that's in competition. By the way, did you hear we hired Dan Quinn? Oh, I did. Yeah. You know, um, nothing spells, uh, you know, hunger to win more than getting a guy who I, <laughs> you know, probably stayed maybe two years too long at his position. But, but on the, on the, on the plus side, I don't know if you heard the announcement that, uh, Deshaun Watson is the new owner of the Texans. Yeah, I did not giving, hear that announcement. They're giving Eric Bienavi the interview. So are you serious? We'll see what happened. I'm serious. Well, wait, were they, I, here's what I understand. Until Deshaun has spoken up and showing some of his displeasure with ownership and management, were they not going to give Eric Bieniemy an interview? Uh, that is what is told, been told. He was not scheduled for an interview. Deshaun said he was one of the candidates. He wanted them just to interview, not to hire an interview. So basically, uh, Deshaun pulled his best like silent treatment and was like not returning their calls. And uh, Wasn't there an assist out- from Mahomes? Didn't Mahomes tweet out or say something like, uh, if Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job, I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying like Eric Bieniemy is like. I mean, he could have, but have I don't job. think that would have helped Houston because Eric Bieniemy already has, I think, the most interviews of everyone. I mean, he's interviewed everywhere. Um, but the fact that he went to Houston, obviously, Houston's got culture questions and. How do we get him out of there? It can't happen, right? No, doesn't no, happen. no, no. We need Deshaun Watson. We bring Eric Bieniemy in. And we get Alan Robinson. But then still, if you're Eric Bieniemy, now I would understand him wanting to go coach Deshaun Watson because Deshaun yeah. Watson, if you really break down like MVP and what it means, I agree. take Deshaun Watson away from Houston, take Aaron Rodgers away from Green zero Bay. Win teams. Yeah, like I don't think Houston wins a game. Maybe they win one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do think Green Bay does not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but maybe Green Bay has five wins, six, maybe they go six and 10. They got a good coach. They got a good running back. They got Devontae Adams. Maybe they go six and 10. If they're in the NFC East. They're probably the division winner. You right. take Deshaun Watson off of Houston. And that's like a, that's maybe a one or two win team at best. And probably by default. He's actually the entire team. I mean, and JJ, poor JJ Watt out there trying to do what he can, but I mean, but if you're Eric B now, okay. And like, oh, you go have your meeting. And of course you want to coach Deshaun Watson. Right. But then you're like, man, this, I had to have their star quarterback face of the franchise, give them the silent treatment in order to give me an interview. Like, do you really feel like going there? I don't know if you do or not. Um, I don't. He's going. He's going. He's going to so, the interview. He's not taking he's going the, to the job. Interview. He may not. That's true. But I don't I'm know. sure the charges if are going to be like, like he had the chance to make a big change that he and Deshaun. I mean, I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson basically owns the Texans. At this point. <laughs> he got it done. We'll see. We'll see. 
I don't know. I mean, obviously, you look the at, new you GM look at has to the weigh Chargers, in. and I'm sure the Chargers are going to be uh, absolutely sending the jet for Eric Bieniemy to come yeah. take the interview. I mean, the the Eagles are looking for a coach now. And That's a interesting of, too. The Jets. Uh, honestly, it's a good time, and he should take his time with that decision. Uh, and I would just be very curious to see the team that's going to land Eric Bieniemy. But um, wow, uh, Taylor, Taylor Heineke spawned that whole conversation. Yeah, tangent. Here we go. Great tangent. Uh, <laughs> y- you know, I te- like I said, so I, I teased the Bucks up. I just thought that, I mean, down rather, I thought that that was too many points once it started hitting like nine and a half. Yeah, At one point, I even think it got high. to 10 almost. Even eight and a half was a little risky obviously yeah and just a gutsy effort and i do feel like though tampa was sort of toying with them and it took like perfect throws by heineke heineke made some perfect aaron Rodgers-esque, deshaun watson-esque throws to kind of even just keep them in that game but i i've said it since like mid-season they tampa has too many weapons and the only way i i really i i still think tampa goes to the super bowl but I think the main thing that could stop them is just sloppiness and penalties and and health. But uh, I, well, you could bring in Leonard Fournette to get you 93 yards and a touchdown j- when you lose Ronald Jones just to like solidify the run game. Forget about what you got in the passing attack. Antonio Brown starting to round into like form, mm-hmm. and he's their third option passing the ball. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I was not surprised that game was. Eh, didn't even necessarily enjoy watching it. The the game that really I think has the most to break down is this Ravens Titans game. All right, but before we do that, let's take a quick break. The Waiver Wire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel's offering uses the chance to play free during the NFL playoffs. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you could win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Jen, why do you enjoy playing on FanDuel? Oh, with so many different reasons, Jerry, but mostly because I get to create a new team for every game that's played. They have different and unique contests, all kinds of sports, NBA, NFL, and pretty soon MLB. Contests include full slates and single game contests. You get to compete for real cash. How much longer can I go on? You got snake drafts, you got salary cap. It's all good stuff. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free this season. No deposit required. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. And now, Jerry, let's get back to the football. Again, and because I took the over Tannehill 237 yards or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and he got like 100 yards in the first quarter, he was carving them up in the first quarter. Right. Okay. Now, I get it. You have Derrick Henry on your team, Mr. 200-yard plus, Mr. 2,000 yards. I get it. They tried to get him going. It never worked. It, the Ravens were up to the task. Yeah. I think they stood stuck with that a little too long. And by the time they came back to Tannehill, it just seemed like it was too late. I agree. And then in the last minute, after not putting a lot of faith in him, Tannehill throws basically the game-ending pick, <laughs> which he doesn't usually throw. So I feel like there was just disconnect there between Vrabel and the team and what they were doing. 
And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all because the Titans should have been able to pull out that at least come within three or spread. I mean... A.J. Brown had six catches for 83 yards. Fersker only had two catches, but for 44 yards. That was pretty much in the first quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. And nothing on the passing game happened. Again, I know you got to get Derrick Henry going, and I know I don't know anything, but as someone who was watching the over and passing yards, I was like, oh, Tannehill, Tannehill could get almost anything he wants for right now, mm-hmm. and he's going to make the Ravens have to adjust, and the Ravens never had to adjust. No. They just stayed committed to stopping the run, and right. it worked. Right, and they didn't, and that's what's sad. It's not like, so if Tennessee had stayed committed to stopping the run, that makes sense because that's what they do. They aren't a big air threat. Right. Um, and so that makes sense. But for Tennessee, they are vicious through the air or on the ground. That's what makes them such a potent team. There was no reason for them to absolutely keep banging their head against the wall with Derrick Henry when you have someone like Tannehill, A.J. Brown. They went one-dimensional. They did. They totally did. It was very disappointing. They didn't need to do it. And we would be wrong to say that Lamar Jackson had some of the most, if not the most impressive runs. He did. Uh, Maybe ever. And, and we can't be <laughs> I don't want to disrespect anyone. But... Because Tennessee, as we know, we talked about this on the pod, they're, they've given up the second most points in the run game this year. So, like, you can run all over to, uh, of of the remaining teams that were playing. Right. Of the remaining teams were but there was some, like, I mean, there was a play where he, that touchdown play. It was where like it's 65 like, yards. The safety had such an angle on him. It's so... like, oh, wow, it's a big run. It's like, oh, my God, he outran the safety who had – like three seconds almost and like a whole angle and couldn't catch up. It was, it was great. And Hollywood Brown has really been showing up recently yes. and he's been at le- the passing threat to kind of compliment Andrews. Cause I think Andrews is getting more of the attention. Yeah. Um, Saints bears really nothing to say mm-hmm. here other than the fact that that game ended in the first quarter when Chicago ran that trick play and Trubisky threw maybe the best pass he's ever thrown in the NFL. Right through the basket. And it was just a clear (laughs) drop. And I said it right there. uh, It's over. The game's over. You you, you gotta, the the Bears had to try to find a path in my estimation to like 21 points in order to make this game scary. You cannot leave seven points on the ground just like that. And it's hard to read how we feel about the Saints going forward with this game. It's just hard to, the Bears are unreadable. Was that like really good Saints defense or was that just like the Bears and Mitch Trubisky throwing checkdowns on third and 12? Well, I don't know. I, I do think it was good Saints defense. They've had a good defense all year. As you saw, they absolutely stopped David Montgomery. So, and as you know, I was on David Montgomery for a lot of the last half of the season, but it was because of the matchups. That matchup with New Orleans is not easy. I don't expect a lot out of Leonard Fournette this week. You know, it's a tough matchup. Um, but we've also seen Trubisky be pretty good and be able to throw the last few weeks. So I do think New Orleans came up. I think what's going to be scary about New Orleans is we haven't actually seen this full team clicking together. We I was going to say Michael back. Thomas is Michael huge. Thomas is back. Um, huge. Deontay Harris is back. He's been out. Alvin Kamara is healthy and you still have Latavius Murray there to switch out to back him up. So even though Drew Brees has been a little bit gimpy, he's getting healthier every week. And so is that team. And you saw it. You saw Michael Thomas and Drew Brees connect like the days of old. And if that starts to click again, 
that's big look for out. them. And so yeah. that's one of the things I want to talk about when we start setting our lineup. Um, because well, I think we need yeah, to think there's no that. other, nothing else really to discuss other than the fact that uh, there's not a crazy family war going on within my house. I was oh, real yeah. quiet about the Browns and I was real, I, I, I put them in the tees. I was real positive that game being on at 8 15 which is why we didn't record the sunday show like we I'm always so do glad we didn't because and also having to stay awake though and had then to, had to follow that. it up with these maniacs with alabama osu last night like <laughs> everyone in ohio is real tired what at work today whatever their job is because they've been up till midnight two nights in a row both of those games um I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I, I, I I had a few jokey tweets that I, I made, and you could always got to be careful with jokey tweets. I really wanted to know what Stefanski was doing. Now, I know what he was doing. He was, like, watching the game and probably, like, ripping his hair out. But was he? I mean, that's the that's the greatest start you could ever get off to as a football team. There's no better realistic way of a team getting off to a fast start the, the browns are up I mean, 21 to nothing that after realistic. six minutes that was if you yeah. if you had wrote that in a hollywood script and submitted it they'd have been like not believable right not believable <laughs> go <laughs> no. give me another draft yeah so i i don't know i mean i feel do you feel like the cleveland browns won that game or do you feel like the pittsburgh steelers lost it <sighs> listen it's 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 hard to i i don't like to take anything away from a team right uh because you still have to be ready the the most important you, you could talk about that first snap right mm -hmm. and yeah the browns didn't cause that snap to be that terrible it was the first or second snap of the game but like james connor like tried to fall on the ball could have kicked it out of the end zone and just cost and saved his team five points right and start all over again uh big ben didn't necessarily really look to like make a to sell out and go get that ball. And the Browns were red. Like several Browns had a chance at that ball. Like they were on it. Mm -hmm. They smelled it out. And so that's what I mean. Even though they didn't necessarily maybe outplay Pittsburgh, they were ready when the moment came around. Big Ben next possession lofted that pass. That was like, a, had nothing on it. It was like a floater, but a floater into the middle of the field in coverage, which yeah, you don't really see. Dumb. And you know, the Browns were there for the interception. Like they were just ready. They, were they, ready. they just seemed ready. I don't want to say that you know, they just played harder. They just were ready for the moments. And uh, the running backs did what they needed to do. And Baker was perfect. Like, yeah, like you, you could hope that Baker could have had a better offensive game. He didn't need to. He, he did to. everything he needed to do. Right. That's true. He didn't need to do any so, more than he did. Let, let me ask you this. Did you watch any of the Chicago-New Orleans game on Nickelodeon? Oh, they killed it. That was great. I mean, was I was great. wondering, I was thinking of you and like your son and like, yeah. would it be fun? I mean, I, I think it's kind of brilliant. And one of the things that NFL does, and by the way, listen up MLB, NFL has been very yeah. proactive in connecting with the younger fan so that they start understanding the game early and getting into it early. And that's part of this, you know, juju on TikTok and all this, which when they first did it, I was like, what are they thinking? 12 year old girls are not the fans of the NFL, but you know what? They turned it around and now everybody's yeah. doing it now. I'm not 
personally a fan of things like TikTok and all the social media. I think it's a little, you know, much, but that being said, it's a brilliant strategy. And if you want to figure out how to make new fans of the game, two things, appeal to the younger crowd, get them hooked early. The Nickelodeon is adorable. And you're not saying it's just going to be Nickelodeon, that, but that's the one your kids watch while you watch it in the yeah. other room. Like, have you know? a public Venmo, NFL, totally. MLB. That's how you get that's the That's how you do it. Get them <laughs> Show involved. the transaction history. And the other thing is sports wagering. The more that sports wagering comes in, the more involved people will be with the game. Um, so I, I listen up leagues. That's what you got to do. That's what you yeah. got to do. I agree. Uh, We'll talk more later. We'll talk more uh, later on in the week about what we like going into the weekend. Uh, all I'm going to say is, obviously, I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. All I'm going to say is, don't overlook the Browns here. I am not ready to make any declarations or picks just yet. Mm -hmm. And I, I, the Chiefs are the best team in football with the best player in football and a lot of other best players at their position. Just going to say, don't overlook the Browns. Just don't, don't do it yet. I know everyone's saying, oh, if Pittsburgh won, then it would be Chiefs-Ravens. Yes, that would maybe be a more entertaining matchup. No, when the Chiefs would win, it would be easy. Don't overlook the Cleveland Browns. And I hope everybody that <laughs> uh, my wife is related to is listening. And just remember <laughs> I said that on this podcast uh, publicly. Well, I have some things to say on that too as we're building our lineups. So Okay, well, let's go to that. So now Prop Piacenti has gotten me into uh, a playoff fantasy league. Also, I got a lovely email from Steve from the Gotham Gridiron oh. District. We we exchanged some emails. He caught up on the podcast. I thought maybe he was going to be mad that I questioned the whole C.D. Lamb double point situation. <laughs> he said, no, thank you for the kind words, and said if there's a spot ever opening up in the baseball league, you're in. Is oh, what he told me. Jerry, are you sure you want to do that? Well, I just don't see a spot opening up so well i will tell you this not this year first of all the fact that you got that do you know there's actually a waiting list for that spot uh behind well, some big I, names so uh, that i'm means, sure i'm i'm on a list that i maybe you're that, fudging uh, that he you said must be it's a me. good no he texted me the same thing um that must means means you're on good uh rapport that you're likable hey, jen you likeable. talked about etiquette right like you i, I don't etiquette. think i could have ever handled myself better I don't think I've ever handled myself better in anything in life. I paid my dues right away. <laughs> I gave my hundred, whatever it was, my fees in right away. I did not talk any shit to anybody. Even the guy who auto-drafted uh, didn't do it. And I just put my head down and won and was gracious in victory. Yep. Do you know how hard it was for me yeah. not to gloat? Well, here's the thing. You can start gloating next time. Next time you next, can start oh, with no, the trash talk because you already earned your ticket. See, you got your ticket. Um, yeah, the, the baseball league uh, is intense. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and it's it took me, he when we first met, he was like, I'm going to try to get you in. I think it took a year before I got my invite. Wow. So Wow. That's um, exclusive. Um, let's dig into this playoff challenge see. that yeah. we have going on. So again, you, you have to pick eight players and you cannot pick, you can only pick one player per team. So the way I thought of this when I made this little first instinct lineup, mm -hmm. there's two strategies, right? Right. One strategy is try to get as many players on your team. Basically try to pick players on the winning four teams. Right. That's strategy one. And then even players that you then may even think that like get your Super Bowl matchup in your head. Like if you think it's Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. You want to load up on maybe, you know, 
you definitely want to, you know, pick what players you want. Obviously, you'd probably want Brady in a situation like that, and that means you can't and then you can't take Mahomes. Then, so you probably want Kelsey. Like that strategy one or strategy two is just go with the stars, mm-hmm. go with the big names, take the biggest name off every roster. And even if they lose, like if you take Lamar Jackson and he loses, you hope that Lamar puts up a 50-piece or something so it makes up for maybe the lack of games. What strategy do you like to employ in something like this? So my strategy is a combo. It's who's going to get me the most points this week because I know who the matchups are. I don't have to guess. It's not like, you know, a decision tree of if, then, if, then. Who's going to get me the most points this week combined with who I believe will be standing in the end? So, and then along the way, you try to figure out who they might face. So based on those two things, I think we have, you set us a a decent lineup and I just want to talk about a few pieces and just debate with you and see if maybe we might want to change them. So the lineup Jerry set is quarterback, Tom Brady, running back, Alvin Kamara, running back, Cam Akers, wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, flex, Nick Chubb, flex, Mark Andrews, tight end, Travis Kelsey. Okay, so this is what I like the most about the picks that we started with. I like that you chose Travis Kelsey because I do think that at the position, he is the player that can get you exponentially the most from that spot, okay? Um, So I'd like to keep Travis Kelsey. I feel like, you know, obviously we could switch him out for Mark Andrews, Gronk, all those people, but I think Travis Right, and that's kind of why I have the Mark Andrews thing in there, but Mark Andrews is, I think, the movable piece. I agree. So we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, But I I think we should keep Travis Kelsey because I think you're right. And and of course that means it's at the expense of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Of Mahomes and Hill, yes. So the other thing I think we need to think about is I want to back up another quarterback position. We need to think about we don't want to lose our quarterback early because that's really probably where you get the most points. So, so you think Brady's going I, home? Well, I really want you to think about do you think Tom Brady's going to beat New Orleans? He hasn't beat them yet this year. And I know it's hard to beat a time beat someone three times in a year, but I don't see it. I think that New Orleans has their number. When they beat them this year, it's been blowouts both times. Blowouts. I, I, I and don't they haven't see had Tom. Their has Tom Brady team. ever gone? 0 and three to a team in a year ever. I don't know, but I just am not that confident that Tom Brady's if he gets okay. So what's if the he gets eliminated? Then? We're missing. We're missing a lot. We're missing two games, not just one. I'd rather pick someone I think is going to be. Lim- I don't know. Okay, so, so then what's the swap here? So what let's quarterback talk about do you need? So yeah, that's the thing. So as I'm saying, this is the uh, I see a swap. Is it Josh Allen? No, because cause I have Stefan Diggs in there. I don't think we need Stefan Diggs if we have Josh what? Allen. The guy gets 10 catches for Evans? 130 yards but, by accident. Put Mike Evans there. I'm talking about we need to have the biggest scoring quarterback we can all the way through. I understand that, but I don't. I, I love Mike Evans. I'm a big fan of Mike Evans. I drafted Mike Evans. He won me a Super Bowl. But I don't know if I trust Mike Evans as much as I, not that I don't trust him. Like, I, I mean, I trust him to be I great, know that you but trust Stephon they're a Diggs, deeper team. But if you right? trust Stephon Diggs, then that means you're also trusting Josh Allen. And Josh Allen right, can get you more I think I have better quarterback options to go with Josh Allen, meaning like, I think there's more available at quarterback than there is at wide receiver. I was going for the two best wide receivers, I think, going this weekend. And to me, well, the three I was choosing from the most are Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. 
but I, I I opted for the Kelsey option. What here's a switch I'm willing to make is if you take Brady out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so who would you go with Rogers? Well, not, well, there's a play for Rogers or there's a play for Lamar. Unless, but you do you think but Lamar here's could the thing. win? Well, uh, no, I th- Buffalo's playing. It's either Allen or Lamar. We have to decide if so we're if taking one of them. So if I go Lamar instead of Brady, we could pull Mark Andrews out, and then we could put one of the Tampa receivers in the, at that flex spot. Do you spot. think Baltimore is going to beat Buffalo? I think it's a coin flip. I, I, I don't the think edge we should to Buffalo. Put, I do too. That's why I would rather start Josh Allen. In, and I also think Josh Allen has more upside, and he has because he can pass and run, whereas Lamar is really more of a running court. His points just aren't as high. I mean, Josh Allen crushed it last week with points. So I'm not, you know, so we then could who also are we putting go, in for digs? We're putting in a, a Tampa Bay receiver. A Tampa Bay receiver? But I'm, I'm not saying we have to change it. I'm just putting that out there as a debate. Just think about it. Think about it. As far as flex, if we're picking someone from Baltimore, I'd like to consider um, J.K. Dobbins. JK? because who they're facing this week is Buffalo and Buffalo. You can beat on the ground. Um, we saw Jonathan. Taylor. I don't know. They stopped. They, I don't know. They good. I think, or we can go, um, Marquise Hollywood Brown because he's on a roll. I mean, last week he went for 109 yards, seven catches and he rushed for 19. I think right. he's heating but back I, up. And I understand your, your point of like quarterback gets you the most points. Uh, and you want that position going longer. I get that. But there's a chance with Hollywood Brown, because he's a little inconsistent, like you could walk out of that whole position with maybe like two or three points for the entire playoffs. Like if he has a rough game and they lose, you're walking out of that spot with like two or three points. Okay, but let's talk about Mark Andrews. Do you think If your quarterback, if Brady loses and is one and done, you're not walking out with two or three points. You're probably walking out with something in the 20s. Probably. But then you're without that slot for two more rounds of the playoffs. I'd rather lose six points versus 20 in one round than it, it, you know. So let's look at Mark Andrews. He is so boomer bust this year. Like he's. No, I'm will. He definitely should. That was a placeholder. This was just a conversation piece. Well, the other option is if we like Mark Andrews, we could move him into tight end. <clears throat> and then take and then Mahomes. start Tyree Kill or Mahomes if you want to quarterback you're more confident. It's pro- that's probably the move. Uh the move is take Brady out, put Mahomes in, then move Kelsey out, put Andrews in the tight end spot, and then, and then we still need a flex. A fr- then we need a flex from Baltimore still. No, J.K. Dobbins. No, no I mean, uh, no, then we need, in, a, need a Tampa Bay receiver still. A Tampa Bay receiver. And honestly, if I had to choose between the three Tampa Bay receivers at Godwin. this point, I think I'm taking Antonio Brown. I think I'm taking Antonio Brown. I mean, that's kind of contrarian. Wow, the face. For those of you listening, uh, Jen just made a grimace <laughs> and then stared off into space, similar to Ben Roethlisberger staring <laughs> off into space after well, the game. I, she so, grimaced and then just stared off thing. like, what do I do next? I can see Antonio Brown being good for a game, but we're talking about at this point, we're betting on three games. I don't see the consistency over three games that I might see that I feel I could see from Evans or Godwin. Really? Right? Hold on. Let's uh, hold on. First of all, Godwin, 
has been anything but consistent. He's been consistent a little bit more recently, but uh, I don't think necessarily he's been like the epitome of consistency. Evans, I don't worry about if he's healthy. If Evans is healthy, I'm pretty sure like he'll be there and he is healthy, but like, you know, as good as he is, he's the guy I always worry about, like leaving the game and coming, having to come back in. And I mean, to me, Antonio Brown is like, let's see, he did get 15 targets in his last week of the year, obviously versus Atlanta. But before that, but that was all for the incentive. That was all for the incentive, right? Yeah, there was no reason, and that was also just. I mean, what did he get? Also, like, don't you? I'm trying to also like be a little bit different than everybody else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you can. And in that case... I mean, he only had three targets last week against yeah. Washington. A very good defense. He only had two catches, but he still got in the end zone at 50 yards. He's he averaging did, 25 yards a catch. You're betting so much. You're betting so much on that touchdown. So, as you've said all year, I prefer to go with the targets, and I think Evans has the edge there. Doesn't he? I have to look well, at the Well, what did Mike score. Evans get Let's against Washington? Did we look against Let's Washington? Look. I mean, he had 10 targets, six catches for 119. Yeah. It ends up being about the same points. Yeah, but you, because, Andy didn't get a touchdown. He happened to not get a touchdown. But the other way, you're gambling so much on the touchdown. I think you can right. get it. Just put it Let out Let us there. know on Twitter what do you uh, think? If, if you guys are listening. But I will um, – I personally think that you're, you could talk me out of Brady for sure. You could talk me about switching to a different quarterback for sure. I don't know if I'm willing to switch out Diggs for Allen if we could figure out an NFC quarterback – that we think, or even a Mahomes quarterback that we think will get at least two games out of the three. We need at least two games. I would much rather take the swing with Diggs playing maybe two more games because Diggs has the potential to put up 300 yards in two games easily and score two or three touchdowns. But how do you think any of these other quarterbacks are getting these big numbers without Devontae Adams going off? By the way, Devontae Adams makes me nervous for this week because of the Jalen Ramsey thing. I don't think he'll be quite then as good. Then maybe we could do the maybe we put Aaron Rodgers in there, swap out Devontae Adams for a a Bucks receiver, and then that. maybe swap out Mark Andrews for JK. I feel better about Aaron Rodgers going on now that he's not facing Tampa Bay. So if this here's the thing, this is what it's the way it fell. I thought Tampa Bay had a chance to make it to the Super Bowl too because I thought they were going to end up matching up with Green Bay. And I thought they had a chance to beat Green Bay because they're secondary. Right. I don't think they have as good of a chance versus New Orleans. I just think it's tighter. Um, anyway, these are all debates. I have to say, I really like your choice of Cam Akers. I think he's a beast. If you're going to have the someone only Ram the Rams, offensive player you could trust at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. And also Green Bay, like you can run on them. Like that's been proven. I think that's a great choice. Obviously they'll try to shut it down, but I still really like that. Alvin Kamara, here's another debate we could do. If we want to be contrarian, let's say we want to be contrarian. Alvin Kamara, great choice, again, especially if he goes all the way, if he runs, goes to the Super Bowl, obviously. But what if we went Michael Thomas as a wide receiver? I, I listen, and then I took believe, Aaron Jones. I believe that Michael Thomas um, could be exactly what New Orleans has been looking for for this stretch run, getting to the Super Bowl. I think he has to play well for them to get in. I just don't know if I could trust this playoff roster that we're putting together with him right now. You know, as opposed to like 
Kamara, who even when like every team's game planning for him and he still finds a way and the way they scheme for him is great. I just like, I don't think I could trust Michael Thomas just, just yet. I mean, it's a, it's a gamble. That to me is a gamble. That's a big I gamble. I don't feel like that's a bigger gamble than Antonio Brown. Really? I mean, my, I know Antonio Brown's only played half a season, but in those eight games, he's been there progressively getting better every week. And to me, he's starting to round into like almost prime Antonio Brown stuff. And he just happens to be on the team that's just loaded at receiver. That's the only thing that holds him back, I think. Yeah, and and whereas Michael Thomas is not. I'm but, just saying. I'm listen. This is just so you guys listening know. This is how uh, how it goes when you're sharing we're a fighting. team. We're, we're fighting. totally fighting. No, we're fighting. here's well, the thing. I'm gonna default. Here's I'm gonna default all decisions to Jerry because Jerry is the head coach here because he won Gotham Gridiron and he won it. With Tom Brady and Travis Kelsey. So if he wants to continue this through the Super Bowl. And Stephon Diggs and, Stephon and Michael Diggs Evans. And Mike. Yeah, well, where's Mike Evans in here? I'm arguing Listen, for Mike Evans I, and putting Josh Allen. I know Allen. what you're that doing you here. By, both. I, I know what you're doing, okay? You're That's doing this you like a Bill Parcells trick. But, okay, this is like an old school saying. thing. So just, you're empowering just, me to give yourself plausible deniability just, when it falls apart. Just think about. Yes, I am. So just think about this. If you want a piece of Tom Brady, if you think he's going to get far. I say you could take Mike Evans or Tom, or Antonio Brown. If you want a piece of Stefan Diggs, you can take Josh Allen. The question is, so we can swap these. You're taking a piece of each offense. The question is, who in your heart of hearts do you think is going to get further into this playoff? Well, we can't answer that on Tuesday, three o'clock East Coast. <laughs> we don't have luckily, we don't have to get these lineups in until before That's Saturday. Right. Let's leave the rest of this debate. I think this is a good place to end. We'll leave the rest of this debate for Thursday or Friday show. And then we, because I think on Thursday or Friday, We're gonna it's time to get to our talk. picks in for the weekend. Picks so in, our DFS picks, our, our FanDuel, our FanDuel lineups, lineups have to be so in. To so do. this was a good jumping off point. That's what this exercise was. And let's sleep on it and let's observe and report and let's meet back up Thursday or Friday and get some answers. Because, Jen, I want to win the 50 grand. Me too. I want to see the Venmo hitting the account for 50 grand. And then you know what I'm just gonna put? I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna say the emoji I'm gonna put <laughs> as my activity. I will go I will go public, not private, switch out, and I'll show you the activity for that transaction. I'm, yeah, I will too. I will absolutely open it to public. <laughs> Anybody that has my phone number or my Venmo, and you guys can always send me Venmo too if you want, just to, you know. Just Venmos are open <laughs> Venmos for are Jen. Open. The Venmos are open. Um, this debate continues. I don't like what you just did to end the show. I see right through what you did. You're empowering me as the head coach. So also mm -hmm. then you could have the ha, told you so, idiot moment. And I'm not going to let you have that till at least Friday. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, thank you as always, Jen. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, FanDuel picks coming up on Thursday or Friday. We'll see you guys real soon.